Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Race Nation. We are at it again. Got myself beat here. And we are getting down and dirty with the resers again. We decided to, uh, yeah, do another reser episode. We're going to talk about Molly today and the forgotten keyword. And we are inviting back on Maniacal Cackle. So, Cackle, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Had a good enough time making Dixon's life miserable on the last one. Oh, yeah. that's what I live for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of you, just cancer me. Just give me cancer from every direction. Yeah, and <laughs> we're definitely excited to bring more Rezzer content. It's one of those factions we haven't concentrated as much on. When I look at the grand scheme of things and how much we, how much content we've made for different factions and keywords, so definitely glad to be giving some more of that out to the community. Maybe not yep. so much if you don't like resers. And I'm, as much as I like put you know hate or whatever on the keyword and saying about the cancer stuff, that's just me being silly, me being Dixon, <laughs> right? Because like one of the things that I appreciate about Kako, and I kind of alluded to this what we were talking about before the show, is. He made him a master that is thought of as a weak master look ridiculous. So we know for a fact that if played well, and she doesn't really have that many weaknesses, Molly can be played at the higher tiers of the game oh, yeah. and crush people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and if you just want to look at that, I mean, there's a great game. Well, there's a lot of great games that, Maniacal, you played with Molly in the uh, World Series where you're playing in championship games with her. So she definitely has a lot of play. Yeah, for sure. I uh, there's some areas where she has some weaknesses, and those weaknesses were more common in GG3, which we can talk about later. Yep. Uh, but for the most part, I feel comfortable playing her into like 95% of situations, and she's just a very, very good generalist master. Yeah, and before we get into talking about her specifically, though, make sure that you guys are checking us out. You can do that on uh, Twitter. Specifically, we got a lot of YouTube content coming out, uh, which you get to uh, see my journey into figuring out these uh, these Rezzer keywords. I played Yan Lo on the last battle report. Dixon uh, played uh, Tall. And people got to see me misplay Treacherous Path and forget a lot of the Forbidden Knowledge upgrade text. So you get to see me fumble through that a bit. <laughs> so uh, Mind you, we mi- we both misplayed it because like you basically got all the bonuses, none of the negatives of Treacherous Path. Yeah, and it's one of those things where <laughs> I think seeing people play like freshly into a keyword because when we do our recordings we're just ripping it right like dixon and i aren't planning anything out you know we don't have 100 reps with the keywords that we always pick so i think it's good for people to see us make mistakes and just kind of fumble through the keyword a little bit so they can kind of see like oh yeah this is kind of how you develop that game and figure out how you you know don't miss your triggers or don't miss your auras and abilities 
Uh, you can also check us out on our Discord. I am starting to put the link for our Discord channel in all of the stuff we post now. So you can just join that way. A lot of good conversations happen on there. You can get advice, uh, just lots of good things. And then finally, if you want to support us directly, you can join us at patreon.com slash ragequitwire. You can support us for as little as a dollar and you can get the content usually about a day early. I got uh, the next episode is coming out tomorrow. So patrons will get that first. And then you can also join the live chat while we record this stuff. So like when we have people like Maniacalon, or if you want to ask Dixon or I a question, we actually answer it while we're recording. And then that'll make the episode. So as a patron, you get to be a part of the fun. And then finally, if you buy stuff from Weird directly, you can use our affiliation link at give us your money, please. Thank you, dash weird.com slash ragequitwire. And a small chunk of that goes to the podcast so Pete can keep spending more money than he has on Rezzer stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just funny. Yep. <laughs> so, Dixon, I'm going to start with you uh, because you do have games against Molly. There's some people who don't because, like you said, there's a lot of good keywords in Rezzers that I think people flock to. I mean, Transmortis is one of them. I think Daw is another. Uh, like you were saying, Seamus is – I think Seamus is probably the most popular one if I'm going to be real. So why don't yeah. you kind of just say, like, with your experience playing against Molly, what do you think of when somebody plays her and what are some of your experiences on uh, on the gal? Actually, well, I just recently, I want to say like two days ago, a day or two ago, I had a game against a Molly player that was not you or Cackle, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, it, he's in the chat. Hi, Oracle. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I, well, bear with me. You, Oracle saying, lol, he kicked my ass. I was like, yeah, <laughs> sort of. I didn't, it wasn't necessarily that I, I kicked. Yeah, I, it wasn't necessarily that I kicked his ass. It was the fact that it was his first game on the clock. Oh, gotcha. And there was that extra pressure. So I knew the matchup. I knew what I had to kill. And I had good clock discipline. Okay. And that was basically the main difference. Because, like, he clocked himself out when I still had, like... I, I was at 37 minutes, and he was, like, already clocked out. So you can see the difference there. Okay. Yeah. So... So, what do I think about whenever I play against Molly? Uh, basically, do they have Archie? If yes, kill Archie first. <laughs> because if you don't kill Archie, the game just devolves real fast. And the thing is that a, a good Molly player forces Archie to be like the first or the last activation of a turn. Is, th is there a situation, Maniacal, where you don't bring Archie? I don't see any reason to not bring him when you're in Keyword. So I've played hundreds of games with Archie. Uh, I skipped bringing him once, and I lost that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, like I, yeah. I just don't see like a reason why you wouldn't want to bring him because even in in if if the keyword you're playing against has a lot of things that make life difficult for Archie, he can yep. still just be like a brutal scheme runner. Like he can just go yep. scheme and just like kill anything that comes near him. It's just I don't see a lot of negative reasons to just be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to bring Archie. It's like, no, you know. It, I want to point out, in that game against Oracle, it took four models, two turns, and, a, and one of those activations being a master. And all four of those models were basically ruthless. So, it was not like a simple thing. What did just you, so you what, know. Just curious, what did you play, Dixon? It was Lucius too, because we were uh, playing okay. plant, yeah, we are playing plant explosives. So, plant explosives, I'm playing Gil, Lucius too. It took Lucius that long to kill him? Yeah. 
Yeah, turn one, he went into him, laid him off uh, into like six oh, health. Then I got to share this real quick because it, oh, okay. <laughs> it is the best interaction with Archie I've had so far. And we'll get into Archie okay. more, but this is just, it popped right in my head. I have to share it. I was playing against, uh, I was playing against Trevor, who we just had on, and he was playing Anya. So he brought Corvus Rook. So if you haven't played against Corvus Rook in a while, Corvus Rook makes you discard a lot of cards. Corvus decided <laughs> to engage Archie and he did some, da- I think he did like six damage to Archie. I'm like, cool, I'm going to punch, you know, you in the face now. And he was uh, like, you have to discard a card. Otherwise you're at a negative. I was like, oh, this is super sweet. I'm going to discard this moderate heal too. punch you, discard another moderate heal, punch you. I was like, I think I healed about eight to 10 points of damage off of my interactions with Corvus. It was he still stupendous. had to cheat. Yeah, he still had to cheat because if you hit on negatives, it's still bad. Yeah, Yeah. this is, I've been on this side too. It's painful. Yeah, I was just, and then he didn't execute as well. And I was like, okay, I'll discard this card to heal three. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't that Corvus Rook player, but I, as soon as you said Corvus Rook, I started laughing because I know this. (laughs) So, good. Your experience of that is I got Archie down to, my opponent got Archie down to one, just and often Archie survives on one life to go cause shenanigans. And he had Hannah Loveless, who has counter spells, so I just went and attacked her a bunch and kept declaring triggers, and I healed up to nine life. Yep. Um, and this. then oh. the next activation I did was Molly, who draws cards when your hand's empty. So uh, it was just a, a total combo of, oh, my hand's nothing but bad moderates, into, oh, I've redrawn into this great hand. This is so painful yeah. to hear. Yeah. Oh. What do you think, Maniacal, is Molly's just general strengths? Like, what are some reasons why you might reach for her instead of another Rezor Master just getting generally into her? In a word, it's flexibility. I think the reason a lot of people stay away from Molly is that um, she doesn't have any that's like obviously overpowered or obviously really strong enough to abuse that you can just keep using over and over, uh, say, when you're playing like... Uh, Nekima 1, her game plan is pretty straightforward. She punches you with her sword yeah. over and over. So hmm. what Molly's strength is, is she always has the correct tool for the job, and she can always just do the thing that you need to do to solve a problem or to uh, address a situation. And that's true in both list building and in gameplay, where she's just hugely, hugely flexible and can always do what you need. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought it was just a card draw. Yeah, and I liked your answer. The better. card draw is really good, but I think the best example I saw of that was uh, I watched one of your games, Maniacal, and it was against Terra. And I think just accidentally in that game, you were like, "I don't want fast on my models. Oh, I can put slow on my own models from my own actions to then get rid of that, so that way I don't, you know, have something unburied next to my crap." My God, that's genius! Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, I think in the game you were like, "Oh, Philip and the nanny is actually pretty decent here." Yeah, and uh, funnily enough, sloth bonus action is another tech for Rezzers against Tara. The sloth bonus action giving slow is also removes fast in that yeah. matchup, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, our last conversation we had, Maniacal, uh, made me buy the Crossroad Sevens box just for sloth. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I ended up 3D printing a sloth uh, mini, and so it's like a literal sloth animal is my sloth mini. That's adorable. <laughs> That's hilarious. So let's go ahead and kind of start getting into this a little bit, and we'll start with both the original master and then her title. 
So I, I, I think we'll probably spend more time on the original. To me, that's kind of the more interesting version of Molly, but I am curious to hear your thoughts about the, uh, the title as well. So getting into the master one, I think either version of Molly, but the, definitely the original, you're going to see a ton of just card manipulation. So she has a lot of things on her card and throughout the crew that are going to have you discard cards. But then at the beginning of her activation, she's also going to draw up to whatever your opponent has. So you get some card draw in there. And then I think something that's just great in this era of Malifaux is she has lost knowledge. So that allows you to remove any kind of marker to draw two cards. So you she kind was of, the first. To- yeah, yeah, you kind of spew out your cards, you redraw them, you use them for other things, and then you can remove markers to draw more. So you can really create these kind of cute little card draw engines with her, which just allows Molly One to be very, um, I think, very consistent and very deadly in a lot of situations. Hmm. Yeah, if I, I agree with your analysis, I prefer Molly 1 most of the time, but Molly 2 does have uh, some really good uses, and especially this Gaining Grounds, I can imagine I'll pull her out like 1 in 4 games or whatever, 1 in 5 games. But yeah. Molly 1, for me, is of course my first love, and um, if I were to sum up why she's so flexible, what she does is she draws cards and she provides activation control, and she has a bonus to hand out focus. They're just good with everyone, right? Like, yep. there's, uh, you can create whatever crew you need to to tackle the situation. Um, but she has so much text on her card that's just relevant for a million situations. And a lot of it just forces your opponent to play around it. So you don't even yeah. have to do anything. It's just taxing your opponent because if they don't play around it, they get fucked. Yeah, I found with her that you have to you have to really pay attention to the entire game. There's there's times where I can check out of what my opponent's doing right. But with Molly, because she has like the uh, the let's caress, you know, if they do the same action, they take two damage if they're in line of sight when they declare it. So you have to kind of keep track of, okay, what's my opponent doing here? That's the second time they did that attack or that's the second time they walked. So you really have to kind of pay attention to your opponent's activations as well as your own. Yeah, Molly is very much a reactive master in every sense, list-building, gameplay. She's always looking at what the opponent is doing uh, and uh, responding to that. And she also forces the opponent to do the same, which I think is one of the ways that um, a lot of people who don't have experience against Molly can get quite flustered because... Uh, so much of her stuff punishes you if you don't play around it. Um, and she just gets basically some free value by forcing people to play around and like gets a little bit of action taxing and stuff like that. Yeah, um, can you... Um, so we're going to kind of answer Oracle's question here in a second, but before we do, can you go ahead and walk us through the activation control? Because it's very different with Molly and it's it's built specifically around constructive criticism. So can you walk us through that and then we'll answer Oracle's question? Yeah, for sure. And I think the um, one thing I want to highlight with this is uh, the rest of the text on our card I want to go over at some point because it's really, really yeah. relevant. But the tactical actions are basically what I do with Molly in many games. It's yeah. the walk action, constructive criticism, the lost knowledge, and the bonus action. Uh, yeah. And that, that can be a full game for Molly. And so what constructive criticism is, is target a friendly forgotten minion. I use Kruligans, uh, and we can go into uh, those later. But... Um, 
uh, and then it provides a card discard, which can sometimes be relevant, but mostly that's just a cost. And uh, you need your TN of 6. I highly recommend putting the Whisper on Molly, because both her tactical actions have moderate TNs, and Whisper just makes it so easy to, to control those. Um, and so you go, you've got your constructive criticism. Target may activate a second time this turn. So they need to have already activated already. And what this does is it gives you another activation where your opponent didn't get a pass token. So it guarantees that you're going to get last activation on that turn. Very, very relevant in the early game. Can be very, very relevant in the late, late game as well. Because um, it gives you that control. And so an example of how I've used this activation control is I'll, I'll activate... Uh, Kruligan, say I'll ma if I make my opponent go first, then I activate a Kruligan, I focus and drop a scheme, then Molly reactivates this with constructive criticism, then it focuses and drops a scheme again. Um, what I've done there is now I would have had the last activation for uh, the the fact that I was going second, but then I also now have the last two activations, which gives me a huge ability to see how my opponent moves up the board. And one of my favorite tricks is then I might do something like use Dead Rider to reap Archie up the board, because you can attack friendly, friendlies with reap. You can gain like six inches on Archie. Then Archie does a leap, a walk, a charge. Uh, so that's another 19 inches. So we're already talking like a 25, 26 threat range on this. And then he attacks twice. And because he's flurrying, he heals up the damage from the uh, that he's done from the attack, and boom, I've deleted a support model turn one, um, which is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> uh, and so that constructive criticism uh, gives you that activation control alone is entirely worth an action. Like that's insanely powerful. But on top of that, you sometimes get a second activation, which is like yeah. is really really useful. Like you might want to use your Kruligan. I've had times where I was like, oh fuck, my Kruligan's going to die. I need to teleport it to somewhere to not die, but then I also need the Kruligan to do something at the end of the turn if I want to score my point that turn. Yep. Well, I can do both. Teleport to safety, reactivate it, and do it again later. So yep. that constructive criticism is just insanely strong. So while Dixon's kind of doing that, just real quick, do you think pass tokens kind of mess that up, though, Maniacal? When uh, other players have something that generates pass yeah. tokens? Yeah, yeah actually, that... Uh, Pass tokens are one of the things that make me rage so much because <laughs> Molly's a lot of Molly's strength is in the ability to gain that activation control, and when she can't, it removes a lot of her plays. Uh, and it and the fact that they've added those pass tokens in a bit more efficiently. Like at first we had like Ma Tucket, and Ma Tucket can be uh, a difficult matchup for Molly, but it's doable. But as they start to add them in on more efficient models, like when it was on Watchmen and Arcanist, that was just ridiculous to deal yeah. with. And Jin and Explorer Society certainly makes... Uh, in fact, I lost a game to Ivan for the first time recently with Molly, um, and that I basically chalked it up to Jin making the matchup a lot harder. As well <laughs> yeah, as Jin's stupid. Factors. Actually, yeah. we now that you mentioned Jin, we just uh, recorded a, an Enforces video and we talk about Jin. He's like he's in there as one of the best enforcers in the game, specifically because of what you just described. Yeah, I was going to say. And Dixon, you were asking something else about Molly and the Kruligans specifically. Yes, I I specifically wanted to talk about the Kruligans for a little bit long. I know that we we have to talk about the title, and I you know, definitely want to get to that. But Kruligans have like a wombo combo, a small wombo combo that's kind of ridiculous for a four point minion. Uh, one from the shadows, uh, some of schemes and some, uh, whatchamacallit, um, strats, if I remember correctly, 
they are after deployment. So From the Shadows actually gets around that. If I remember correctly, that happened in GG3. I don't know if it's happening in GG4. That's one. And the second thing is the fading when it does by your side happens after it teleports. Yeah. Now with those two things, I know that you have to have some stories or some like steps where they win you the game on the spot. And yeah. that was basically my question. Like basically can you please talk about that aspect of that? Yeah, model? I mean, I think the Kruligans are probably Archie and the Kruligans are probably gonna have the biggest chunk of this episode. So I think we can definitely <laughs> hit that up when we get to it. Oh, okay. Fine. Because we wanna follow we wanna finish definitely talking about Molly. <laughs> The, the aspect of that that we can answer now is that, holy shit, it is so hard to score against Molly. It's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Because <laughs> as you say, those Kruligans can remove scheme markers, which because of constructive criticism, they can be the last action. They can be like, I don't care what you're doing. This, yeah. I'm removing those scheme markers. Molly herself has the lost knowledge. She can remove those markers. She's really good at controlling uh, the flow of combat because of that activation control. So if you want to score a vendetta against Molly, sometimes she can just be like, well, I'm not even giving you access to my models, so how are you going to score Vendetta? Um, so that control element is really large. Um, and if I briefly, since we were in tactical actions, I'll just briefly mention Lost Knowledge. Um, uh, remove target marker, draw two cards. That's marker removal, so that's good. Uh, and remove target markers in italics, so you don't even need to succeed the action, although yep. you want to. Um, and then the, the upside is drawing two cards, which is really really solid. So I'll often just sit there with Molly removing markers that my Kruligans and my Totem have dropped to uh, to draw some cards well, with that. And that, that's why Whisper is also just really strong on her, because you look at the top three and you're like, you see either the red or black Joker or Severe, and you're just like, well, let's draw that into my hand, you know, and, and that's just great. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, Lost Knowledge, the problem with Lost Knowledge is if you have to cheat it, you're spending one card to draw two cards. Yeah. With the Whisper, you're not having to cheat it. Like, you're just getting that, that freebie um, for at least one of them. And uh, she, so that just really smooths out what you're doing. And yeah, I'll have times where I'll see some severes and I have to make the call of like, am I using these on attacks or am I drawing these for my beaters? 90% of the time I'm drawing them for my beaters. Uh, yeah. Really, really strong. Yeah, and I, I feel like because you'll notice that there's a lot of discarding just with like premonition and constructive criticism where Molly just discards a card. So I often use that when I need to basically trigger her fading to try and put distracted maybe on a scary model. So that helps protect her more because she has serene continence. And if you put distracted on a model, it makes her even harder to deal with. So she really can kind of hang around a scrum a little bit sometimes not too much because she only has like 10 hitboxes but still if you can put out slow and put out distracted and really manage their scary pieces that way you can really kind of just hang around and cause a lot of pain for your opponent as far as activating models yeah absolutely there's a lot of good control stuff there but again people will often play around it uh so to note is premonition you can't discard a card with molly because it's a pulse um, so it's the other models that are discarding the cards. Yeah. So she can trigger other models' fadings with that. But the handing out the focus and the two-inch push can be really clutch and uh, hmm. make use of that bonus. Uh, but yeah, one thing I wanted to say about let's cover fading 
uh, and the attacks is they're all 8-inch ranges. And yeah. so, like, if you play against people enough, they will learn, oh, you just don't stand with 8 <laughs> inches of molly. St- stay um, 8 away. <laughs> yeah. And I found that Enslaved Spirits have actually really boosted her power as in uh, Master with those abilities. Yeah, because, like, they'll stand, oh, I'll stand, like, uh, 10 inches away to outrange you. And you're like, okay, well, I'll Enslaved Spirit her into position. And suddenly you've saved a whole AP on your Master. Um, and yeah, that so that distracted um, basically the ways that you'll often do it are constructive criticism, although if you're brawling, sometimes you're not stopping to do that because you're attacking or whatever. And the uh, Necrotic Machine's Accomplice ability makes Molly discard as well. And there's a couple other models in the keyword that can make her discard. Um, so those it's one of those things that is very strong and you want to remember it exists because it's something yeah, maybe... you're doing anyway when... Yeah, maybe you can answer this real quick because I'm actually not sure about this rule-wise maniacal, but if I draw too many cards with Molly and I have to discard down to hand size, does that count as her discarding or no? No, unfortunately, it's the player, not the okay. model. So it's, yeah, so it actually ends up a little bit clunky to trigger that fading. Uh, but again, when you do, like, just handing out a distracted for you were discarding a card anyway is, is yeah. quite strong. And... um if we're on the topic of 8-inch ranges, I kind of want to go over her two attacks. Because as I said, her tactical <laughs> actions are so good that I don't use the attacks much. Because but they're good, and they're good when you need them, them, though. Yeah, and if people don't play around them, like, they will fuck them up. So I want to go over <laughs> one more question. Uh, first off, target gain slow. Uh, because she's a support control master, the enemy beater getting slow, that's sometimes enough... Uh, to warrant taking it on the best enemy beater or even the enemy master if you know they don't have condition removal it's uh really really solid already it can do some damage occasionally you'll notice oh i can kill models with it um especially because prey on nothingness and dead of gratitude can both up the damage so one of the things you want to keep an eye out for is like that opportunity to be like oh I can actually just burst the model down because of they don't have any scheme markers in play and i have some high crows so i'm just going to dead of gratitude um the other thing we've got here is utility. So Prey on Nothingness is built in, removes a condition. Oh, you've got Focus. Oh, you've got um, uh, Fast, which I believe that resolves before the slow if they're engaged and damaging. Uh, if they So any positive condition you can remove. Draw out Secrets, very powerful scoring power. And Dead of Gratitude, target must remove a scheme marker friendly to its crew. Again, scoring against Molly is so hard. And if they don't have the scheme markers, suddenly you're a 3, 5, 6 damage track. Yeah. So either way, yeah. that's really good. And the thing yep. with Molly is because of all her card draw, you're not usually stoning for these suits. What you're doing is you're managing your hand to be like, oh, the perfect situation has arisen. I'm going to capitalize <laughs> it on it. Um, I mean... That depth of gratitude has screwed me even when it doesn't do the damage. Yeah, even when you because, remove the scheme. Yeah, I was going to mention, Peter and I played a game, me playing Honeypot not that long ago, and in that game he did it only one time. That that He triggered it one time against one of my beaters and one of my scheme runners. Uh, and on, on one of those models he got the debt of gratitude and... Uh, it uh, took away my my scheme, so I lost the game like by three VPs, and a hundred percent one of those VPs was just that damn trigger. Yeah, and it's worth highlighting: target must remove a scheme marker, so the opponent That's doesn't why. get a choice. Choice, yep. it's just straight up removes the marker, and again, she just has so much marker removal that it's scoring scheme marker schemes against her sucks. Yep. 
it was super dumb because like i think you did it to my incorporeal model so i only took like one damage but the slow and the removal of my scheme hurt my soul yeah as he's got all these efficient plays where like every bit of text on this card's good and the disturbing story I, yeah, I, I was really gonna say i use disturbing about. story a lot more i think yeah, Disturbing yeah. Story is the powerhouse, and it's, again, I talked earlier about how people looked for the most powerful thing on a Master's card, and that's, with Molly, no doubt, is Disturbing Story. Well, I've had I, times I think it's one of those things where if your opponent isn't, like, planning around it, that there are bad moments where this, I'd say probably about once a game, there's a model that gets wrecked by this, in, in my experience. <laughs> Yeah, for me it's more rare because my opponents have learned to respect it. But that, yeah, like I'm I'm playing against people that uh, have forgotten what Molly does a little bit, so I I think I have a little more grace right now, uh, maniacal. <laughs> I said we played it wrong, and he killed one of my models because of that. Uh, he had maximum hand, and we thought that it was my my hand. Like uh, I'm sorry, I had the maximum hand, and I thought it was a difference between my hand and his hand instead of the difference between my what maximum hand size maximum, yeah. exactly so i lost a henchman to her because i misplayed that stupid ability <laughs> yeah but i think that's even better though because you kind of just i don't feel like molly usually activates super early anyways so i feel like she often kind of just waits for that kind of like what you were saying maniacal with when the opportunity you know presents itself where you're like oh i can kill that model because he has this many cards in hand and I think I can pretty much auto hit him, so let's do it. Actually, Maniacal has proven to me that the Nomochromantic machine having accomplice makes her activating second super fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's just got so many options. And with disturbing story, the way people can play around it is they I've had opponents like refuse to cheat cards because they were terrified <laughs> I was gonna delete their models, which yeah. is a huge tax. She's not even doing anything and they're not using their cards which is amazing um i've had opponents uh like not stand uh eight inches of her but even at 13 inches she can do six irreducible damage so i've just yeah. seen like i've beat henchman down a little bit and then i was like oh you didn't respect disturbing story your model's gone and that just yep. happens like if people aren't paying attention uh or they can counter it by standing and concealing etc so i find that like yeah, it just forces people to respect Disturbing Story so much because if uh, you don't, then uh, she's going to like just delete a model. The other huge downsides I want to highlight with it, though, is one, um, you've got to have... Uh, uh, you need you need sevens for it, so it's pretty demanding on the cards that you're getting, although sometimes you just see them with the Whisper, like you'll see three Severs. Um, and then also, if you're doing Disturbing Story, that means your opponent doesn't have very many cards in hand, so you're not really drawing for that. And you're not drawing from Lost Knowledge because you're attacking. So the rest of your crew is really going to be struggling that turn. Yeah. But it's worth it if you're deleting like a Master or, or an Important Henchman. And another thing you can do is you can do the card draw combo with Necrotic Machine, uh, which is um, basically Necrotic Machine can drain your hand then you accomplish into Molly, and you draw to equal to your opponent. Yeah. So I've had times where my opponent had three cards, I had three cards. My Necrotic Machine used my entire hand, accomplished into Molly to draw three new cards, uh, and then I disturbing storied them down. Yep. Necrotic Machine makes me very, very angry of my Gorar. So every <laughs> single time I see the Gorar, 
I see the necrotic machine, I just go, why? Why, yeah. God, why? Yeah, we're going to have to do a whole section on him because the necrotic machine is part of why you want to declare Molly. It's, it's... Yep, so anything else about the original Molly before we uh, look at the title a little bit? Yeah, let's just quickly wrap up her front of card, which is, again, Les Caress. Uh, if this model is the crew's leader, after an enemy model with the line of sight, this clears an action that has already declared this activation, it suffers two damage. Um, and again, that's one of those things where uh, you want to position well for it, so your opponent's having to play around it, and then they will play around it. Like, they have to walk yeah. charge instead of walk walk. And that means they now have less flexibility on their movement. They... Uh, to position so that they block line of sight to Molly when they attack twice, which again, that taxes them. And if they can't do that, they're sometimes getting chunked for four damage just for attacking three times. It's a pretty big swing. Yeah. Um, and then the Gorgon's influence at the start of this model's activation, it may draw cards until it has the same number of cards in its control hand as the opposing player. If your opponent is not paying attention, you're going to draw like four cards off of this if you manage your hand well and when you I, activate and everything. And it will I just want to ask. But Why does she have this stupid ability <laughs> and also have lost knowledge? Yeah, and disturbing story. Because the thing is here, like, so this incentivizes you. If, your hands, if, if your opponent's clever, they'll have fewer cards so that you can't draw lots of cards. Um, but now, as I said before, but you have lots of cards to counter disturbing story. So now they have to stand more than 13 inches away from Ollie, and they need to have few cards in hand. And so you, you can see how there's tons on a card where your opponent can play against and you might not use them all game but they're juggling like six different things to avoid doing that you haven't even spent an action on they're just yeah stuff and i that did see in your write-up you did maniacal where you were like yeah it's good to draw like four cards but don't let that hinder when you activate molly because sometimes drawing one or two cards is fine enough if you have a good play on the board with her yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's... Oh, I was also going to comment that uh, I've written a guide on the forums for Molly stuff, which has lots of useful information, but yep. I've never done this deep an analysis of Molly's cards, so this is a first exclusive for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I mean, thank you for, for saying like that, but like we're we're just like basically talking in general everything that we've seen or done, and you're like the expert. So thank thank you for answering the things more than anything like being specific about the card. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. happy. Oh, you're gone. <laughs> and oh, last <laughs> thing to mention is he has three hard three countenance heart wound. These are great defensive techs. They yeah. will not save her if you're like flinging her into battle. But often I've got her doing that backline support anyway. So um, I mean, she's she literally ten health. Uh, yeah. A Hinamatsu or something with plus flips like Betty Noir will take her down eventually. Yeah, yeah, and so that's why I often do use control and positioning to just be like, well, technically you can kill her, but you're going to have to dive so deep and it's going to be so awkward um, yep. when combined with three countenance and hard to win. <laughs> yeah, and so this is somebody who hasn't played the title at all, right? But I've read and kind of talked to some people about it. And the thing that sticks out to me about the Chaotic Conductor is probably, I'll just kind of list them off. So Arcane Res Reservoir just seems good. Fading, Loneliness, that I know there's some stupid combos you can get with that. And then the other thing that sticks out to me is just the Deja Vu trigger. So I, I don't know, Maniacal, you can talk me through it, but that's kind of the three things that stand out to me looking at the card. Molly 
chaotic conductor is one of my favorite examples of how like a card can obviously be designed for keyword play this card was really clearly like every as you said fading loneliness it's got the remember the loss positive reinforcement is uh designed for forgotten only and then she makes models discard cards which is a forgotten uh, uh, forgotten thing yep. um so she's designed for keyword play but if you start about the interactions outside of the keyword you open up a lot of possibilities um, so I want to cover I guess some of the keyword options uh, the most powerful keyword build is uh, the crack bats uh, and what this yeah. is is you take yes. your night terrors and you have the fading loneliness uh, generates a night terror movement and Philip uh, next to Molly then does a diff another one. So every time Molly discards, you're generating two Night Terror movements. And great, that's 10 inches of movement. But when they move through models, you take a duel, and that's... Um, uh, uh, or they take a damage. And that can right. add up. I did it sometime where like I was just testing it with a, a clumped-up opponent where we were just trying to see what could happen. And it was like 30 or 40 duels that the opponent ended up taking because of this and this crack bat. So it's like it's one of the most fun builds, and it it's the best keyword build that I've seen so far. Um, so that's what I played against, against Oracle. So we're... Yeah, I'm happy that you circled back into that naturally, I guess, because that was annoying. I had to shoot it and chase it down with my Pell Rider. Because they move so dang fast. They were like hiding behind buildings and forest. Yeah, yeah I mean, so that's how, how good... It, before we get into that, I mean, how good is that just to try and ping models by the bats moving back and forth? Because it seems annoying. I just don't know how good it is, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. is I've uh, When it first came out, it was picking up some games uh, because uh, it was new and... Uh, people didn't know about it and then i tried it against one of the top uh new zealand players and he was like i'm just going to spread out my crew and then <laughs> you can do you can do one thing on one model i was like yeah. okay but, um so yeah it's it's really fun you'll catch some people out but i don't it's her best build. It's, it kind of um, seems like uh in the same realm as a pick a pulp kind of gotcha thing that's what it yeah. reminds me of yeah yeah, yeah. and so for me and like i we'll get into our keyword later i her keyword is really solid and it's really fun. Uh, I play it uh, at my local scene all the time because it's really cool. Um, yeah. I don't play it competitively, and we can get into that later. But so competitively, what I think is really, really valuable on Molly's card are the parade abilities. So first, Parade of the Dead. When a friendly model activates, and that's not a forgotten model, it's any model. When a friendly model activates within Aura 8, it may discard a card to move up to 3 inches. Uh, first off, movement is good. Three inches is good. But this can also essentially make you immune to engagement, which is just insane, especially this season, GG4, where engagement yeah. for stopping interacts is a really big deal. Um, as long as Molly can see you, you can uh, get out of engagement. And so one of my favorite models uh, with Molly's uh, Hanged, uh, with sorry, with Molly too is the hanged, and this ability means that they can just scoot out of combat and shoot you with their gun to stag you whenever they need to, and it's 
uh, it allows so much flexibility. And Molly can use it on herself, so she can discard for Parade of the Dead, charge six inches, and baton something 11 inches away. That's <laughs> insane for a single charge. Like, And again, like you can use it on uh, Archie, where he uh, discards a card, he gets his three-inch move, uh, and then he charges six inches, <laughs> and he charges something 10 inches away, and then he leaps to safety. Like, the and plays that you can do... He heals. And he heals. The plays <laughs> you can do... A, um, a when a friendly model activates uh, yeah, a discard to move up to three is just incredible. She herself is move six, so she is really, really mobile. She can use Parade of the Dead on herself. If you need an interact across the table, she can do it. And so that's, uh, she's just, uh, as opposed to Molly 1, where I was talking about she's sitting in my deployment zone kind of supporting the crew. Molly she's she's two, leading the parade. <laughs> yeah, she's all <laughs> over the place. And she is quite squishy, and so she will die. But again, I think mobility is one of the best of defensive tech this season, oh, yeah. so she just uses really solid positioning. Yeah, mm. I definitely um. think that mobility is more like last GG. You wanted to kind of sit and get right. You were kind of standing on points, survival of the fittest. That's how you kind of got most of your VPs. Where this one, you have to go get into spots. And I found myself in gaining grounds for the games that I have lost have been the ones where it's like I need to get to that point. I can't get to it, so I lose. Yeah, and that's that is the thing that Molly is just almost s tier at is yeah. if it's about getting around the board and doing stuff, she's extremely extremely good. Uh, if it's sitting there and brawling in a fight, not so much. Um, and that applies to both Mollys because of the Monos Rider Archie package. So just okay, so go ahead, Dixon. I gotta point this out. Actually, this makes perfect sense why Oracle was using her for plant uh, plant explosives because the reason why I use uh, Lucius is. The mobility is insane on Lucius. Teleporting 12 inches is gross. So she basically moves 9 inches on her first move and drops a scheme. Or I'm sorry, a plant explosive. That's that's insane. Yeah. Uh, is that one of the reasons why you would pick her over the other Molly? Yeah, there's been times where I've looked at a pool um, and I was like... Uh, last year I did a tournament in person where uh, it was Corner Covert versus Tara. Um, and Spread Them Out was in the pool. And I was like, you know what? I just want to go hypermobility because I don't think uh, he's going to be able to keep up with my scheme marker shenanigans. And uh, like halfway through the game, he was like, wait, did you take spread them out? And I was like, yeah, can you stop me? <laughs> and he said <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's just because yep. like, yeah, so um, Molly 1, a lot of the same stuff applies. But uh, with Molly 2, uh, oh, and another where Molly 2 uh, can be really good is a strength of Molly 1 is that activation control is insane. But when I was against Tara, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm not winning it. the activation control battle, yeah. so I'm going to take uh, Molly 2 and just get that well, incredible and Molly. Tara also doesn't want to really deny by interacting to pick up your scheme markers, so that probably was a good move because she she really doesn't want to waste her time doing that. She wants to like remove your models and then get her points, so that was probably a good move. Yeah, and it was a lot of positioning control where I was like, kept being like, nope, you can't get to me. And it was corner deployment, and I used all her movement shenanigans to get Archie up the field and then reap it with Ryder. And then I killed a prospector on corner deployment turn one <laughs> with Archie. What's um, a, uh, so I see Oracle talking about parade route. Can you kind of walk me through that action? That's the other wanted to mention because when i talk about molly 2 she's the parade master and so parade <laughs> of the dead and parade route so much power in these two abilities these are the two things 
that make me play the game, uh, play her. Because uh, what Parade Route does is, first off, it's stat at 6, so it's a good option as an attack. And Against it ignores... Yeah, and it ignores models and terrain. So one of the cool tricks you can do with it offensively is you can um, just yeet, say, like a peacekeeper into a forest. <laughs> and then, like, what the fuck is it going to do? Like, you can yeet models through buildings. Um, and that's something to keep an eye out for, because it's just like, oh, suddenly you're, you're slow, tanky model? Sorry, it's not actually playing this game. And that's what Molly is all about, is saying to the opponent, sorry, oh. you don't even get to play the game. Um, actually... This is kind of hilarious because I remember Oracle mentioning that this was like uh, Avalanche, which is one of my favorite actions. The reason why I love the Kurgan, but this thing is uh, what you call it. It does irreducible damage instead of doing direct damage. Have you ever used that on that purpose? Because I know that you can stagger somebody and then hit them, basically guaranteeing the hit. Yeah, it's it's a bit clunky because you need to. Um have the enemy model positioned near three models and or or non-terrain markers um mm. so like and that non-terrain marker especially is like that's hard to get um if you have a bunch of schemes like in a brawl it can happen but molly prefers to put her schemes like so far away that opponents can't remove them uh it has come up occasionally the thing makes this parade route insanely strong is uh the built-in ram trigger walk with pride target may take interact action even if engaged which is just like what the fuck because so, you get to so discard if we discard a card again yeah if we think about say uh, zoraida's obey with sorcel is probably the best obey effect in the game right and for that she needs a seven of masks and then she can get a model to move five inches and interact like, and that is a common play with Zoraida because walk five inches, interact for one AP really is good. insane. But when Molly does it, she needs a four, and the target may take the interact action even if engaged means and that, like, on, yeah, on plant explosives, if you've got a model trying to guard a marker, you're just like, tough luck, I'm picking up that marker. And that's, yeah, again, that's why Molly 2 is insane on plant oh explosives, God. is... Um, and I like to take her with hanged, and so what I'll find is, like, I'll yeet a hanged into somebody, pick up the marker, and they're like, what are you going to do, kill my hanged? That's the tankiest <laughs> model in the faction, you're it's, not taking wait, it Wait, down. wait, hold up a minute. None of this stuff that you're talking about is linked to keyword, so you're saying basically just go ham outside of keyword? Yeah, my absolute favorite build with this uh, master is... Archie, Kruligan, Manos, and two hanged with Grave Spirits. Oh, Dixon's getting uh, it. Dixon's getting that list. <laughs> why do you hate me so it's much, man? Fucking wild. I'm building this on my phone right wait, now. Wait, why? Why a Kruligan? Uh, do you still want the Kruligan even well, though you can't dude, put the Kruligans are just good, man. They're they're okay. just stupidly overpowered models, and uh, <laughs> when you build the list with Archie, Manos, and the two hang with Grace for its touch, you're like, oh, I have four stones left. I tried the Night Terror, and then I eventually realized, you know what? Kruligans are just better than Night Terrors, even with fading. Yeah, I still can't believe that a four-point model has a stat five on both attacks, and both attacks are good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, um, oh, by the way, to the listeners... Look at this the, the card of this stupid model. He's a four-point model that has the normal attacks of a six-point model, and he can steal your soul stones. That's, uh, and that's, that's barely scratching the surface, which we'll cover. We're covering that in one or two bits. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Kruligans are insane. 
It's in the uh, phone, Dixon. Last... You're getting it. The other thing okay. I want to highlight about Molly is her leading baton attack. Uh, it's stat 5, and that's something that really frustrates me because it's got a 1-2-6 damage track. And I think it would be cool if you were using the severe 6 on opponents, but to do that consistently it would need to be stat 6. Um, so yep. I just kind of don't worry about that. It's cool when it happens. But the great thing about it, first off, 2-inch engagement range. Insane yeah. in, in grounds 4. You can do so much uh, disruption of people interacting. Although, again, she will die if she's engaging stuff for too long. Um, <laughs> but then she's really good at running away with this card for Parade of the Dead and then move 6 inches. Um, and then push the target up to 3 inches in any direction. That's decent value. It's not master level value. But if she charges something, then you've got master level value because she moves six inches and another model moves three inches. Yeah. So that that can be really powerful. Or, you know, sometimes you just score a point by moving a model three inches and sometimes it's just worth it. When it really starts to get master level is that deja vu trigger, which you're wanting that. to look out uh, for. Because if you can hit deja vu, you're just uh, really upside your hand and really getting that insane card quality and then if you're hanged or drawing a few cards like and the arcane reservoir gives you a card not only are you ending up with a set of 10 cards or so but you've cycled a few of them and gotten really good card quality yeah so you're looking out for opportunities to do deja vu with that um cackle you're trying to bury the lead here but we know that this is like an extra six inches of threat to any of your beaters if it's Archie, you're healing him as you're pushing him six inches forward. You're drawing two cards in general. Like, come on now. Why, yeah, so, why, so my, turn, like this? my turn one with her is often like leading baton with some... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, so parade route two models and then charge one leading baton one of those models. And yep. then you've got two of your models. One model's up nine inches. One of your models up five inches. And she's up six inches. And the models are in her parade of the dead aura so they can... Uh, uh, discard a card to go that eight, go another three inches. So for your Archie, for instance, or I'm often moving the hang because Archie's already so mobile. Um, you're just giving that extra eleven inches to uh, say a hanged, and now it's in gun range. And once a hanged is in gun range, uh, and that's just what I love about Molly is uh, with hanged is the hanged are so damn tanky, but their weakness is that they can't get around the board. Yeah. Whereas Molly's like. I can get models around the board, but if I use my keyword models, they explode as soon as they get there because they're so fragile. Oh um, my god. And so th this, this thing... combination of Molly with the Hanged is this... very, very strong. This and is more mobile than Jan Law before turn three. It's it's incredibly mobile. It's ridiculous. That's stupid. And so my <laughs> favorite time to run Molly is when I see, oh... My opponent was silly and didn't declare a master that has access to Ruthless into Rezzers. I'm going to take the double hanged build um, and, like, say against outcasts. My outcast opponents have learned, oh, you always hire Taylor into Cackle because there's a chance he'll hire double hanged. <laughs> you know, you know, this is a, a Neverborn also thing. Like, if you drop this into Neverborn, they're boned because they only have two models with Ruthless that are not masters. Yeah, like Lucius. Uh, will fuck him up, and Nekama Black Blood will fuck him up, and other than that, they, what are they going to do against your hang? Yep. Like, they just fucked. Um, yeah, they just die. <laughs> uh, and then, because of the Parade of the Dead, they can even get out and shoot uh, models, which can be really annoying for, for Neverborn. So that's, that's, she's really like, so Molly 1 plays a good mobility game, because she has access to Monos, Dead Rider, and Archie, and those are really mo mobile Marty's mo models. 
Molly 2, she will make anything ridiculously mobile. And then, like, if you've got a hanged in your face from across the board, like, you're not killing it. And it's wherever the fuck it wants to be. And again, oh. parade route with uh, walk with pride for the interact on a hang to pick up a plant explosive marker. That hanged is never dying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, dude, literally in the game that I had with him with Tall, I just gave up on killing hang. Literally, like, I stopped yep. attacking them. They're just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just accepted they're gonna murder my stuff, so I just tried to minimize as much damage as possible. Yeah, and I I want to give. Two last bits of her card is positive reinforcement, friendly forgotten only. That means she can target herself. She does need a seven, but if she needs, uh, she gets a focus, uh, which again is good with her damage track, even if often you won't actually get to use it. It at least threatens your opponent and they'll cheat to stop it. Uh, it heals one, two, three, sometimes really valuable. Uh, and that deja vu trigger. So when I've got precisely a seven of uh, crows in my hand, uh, I'm sometimes using that in the mid game to top her up and cycle some cards. And uh, yep. and stuff. It's not that great an ability, but it can be good, and again, it can be clutch on Archie, and her fading loneliness using it, uh, when you, it, she's discarding hard for a deja vu, you might be healing her too, and then she, he's healing Archie some, and that's just really, really efficient play. Um, and don't forget to use the fading loneliness on Archie. And then the last thing, remember the lost uh, I don't play I d don't play her in keyword that much, but so what I emphasize is that I'll just try to set it up for her to do uh, a little bit of success with it uh, on, and the totem to get a bit of value on it. And Archie's usually too far away, but if he's around, he can get some value out of it. But I don't worry about getting value out of it. I just think, oh well, I'll flip some cards, and if I do, that's great. Yeah. I mean, you can you can use it to draw cards using Whisper at the very least in your own activation, so it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't usually take the Whisper on her because she doesn't have that same TN requirement of Molly 1. Oh. And if I'm running those double hanged, I want the stones for the hanged rather than for, uh, gotcha. for her having the Whisper. But that said, a lot of people do favor the Whisper for exactly that reason. And if you're playing her in keyword, I think the value of uh, playing for the Lost Aura and taking the whisper goes up so we've spent about 50 minutes on the masters <laughs> uh yeah i mean the totem now usually you can gloss over the totem but i feel like there's a couple of key points with necrotic machine that just it helps molly one and i'm sure molly two out as well with kind of the hand size manipulation with you versus your opponent because you can either use strange behavior to add a card to your opponent's hand, or you can use this model to get rid of cards out of your hand to then set up Molly. So, I mean, is there any other little nuances you want to, I know there's a couple, so that's why I'm actually Oracle set a Oracle set a combo. Uh, he says, my favorite combo is to use bring it from the noxious Nephilim to have Molly to charge him with an attack to push him off the table because she gets to use his lost memory ability to discard, which then pushes Night Terrace and Philip on the nanny all for five AP in one card. Seems a little rude, Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it, I saw it in action. It was ridiculous. It gets quite efficient, and it's it's really doable. For but that's that's how the crack bat build will work. Is like you'll be doing yeah. that to be drawing cards and stuff. Um, and yeah, we talked about the crackbat build already, but it is <laughs> like it is worth exploring because actually, again, especially like if you're not doing top tier competitive play, the keyword's really solid, and all those tricks are really fun, and yep. I would absolutely play them at my local games. 
Yep, so the Necrotic uh, Machine is a pretty stocky little totem. Uh, yeah, this uh, the Necrotic Machine is part of uh, the reason to play Molly, and there's four key points I want to go over him, because he has lots of text that's obvious, but lots of stuff that took me a lot of games to unlock. Um, and I do want to just shout out for how ridiculous this model is. You could remove all of the text on his uh, card in terms of abilities and actions, and he would still be a stupidly good totem because he's uh, significant, he can walk around the board, and Kruligans can teleport to him. So yeah. his baseline is already, like, ridiculous. <laughs> his but text could only the... be, Kruligans teleport here and he'd be worth bringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, like, really solid. You throw in, like, this armor, too, so, like, it takes, yeah. like, usually the opponent's going to do a focus severe six to kill him. And opponents will learn. You kill the fucking machine, because if it survives to the end of the game, it's winning you the game. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the toxins I want to comment on, because enemy models with the poison condition within three cannot use soul stones. Uh, this is something if your opponents do not respect, they will die. Henchmen will yeah. die. Mastiffs will die. Especially yep. because if you get with... 11 inches of the necrotic machine it has accomplice so it's going to run up it's going to hit you with its stat 5 venomous strike which has guaranteed poison so as, unless your defense 6 it's going to land its hit because molly's card draw means she's probably going, got the cards to do it and then it's going to accomplice into a beater like archie and you're going to take nine, 6 to 9 damage to the face uh, which ignores soul stones. So just keep it, an eye out for if your opponent is not playing around neurotoxin combo, just accomplish their models out of the game. <laughs> uh, this this model, like it took Klaus to for me to fight him, and it put Klaus to three health. I think it was in our game because Klaus ignores neurotoxins. Is the only reason why I did that. Hey, hey, I had necrotic machine take two shots from Misaki and still not die. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the that armor plus two is and it's defense five. Like it's actually ridiculously annoying to remove for a totem. Yeah, um, yeah, especially because you're generally playing it safe with it. Like again, you'll dive in if it gets you the kill with neurotoxins. But other than that, you're like, I am running away, and Kruligans can teleport to me. Uh, yeah. We got to mention the card draw combo just because not everyone's familiar with this. But one of the things you can do is uh, strange behavior. The opposing player draws the top card of their discard pile. If it's moderate or severe, this model may move up to three inches and take an action. And it has a TN, which means you can be cheating cards on it. Yep. So there's two things to say. First off, as an action, this can be incredible, especially turn five, where you don't care if you're stacking their hand potentially towards the end of the turn. Um, move three inches and take an action. You can leave engagement, do an interact. That already is very powerful. You can move three inches and take the action again. So I've done things where I've just been like, oh, I need to move six take a walk action and interact. So this model can move 11 inches and take an interact action, potentially, <laughs> um, if they've got, what you know, moderate and severe on top. So, like, you can chain strange behavior together. So it's one of those things that you just look for opportunities to use it, and then all of a sudden your opponent will be like, what the shit just yeah. happened? Holy um, crap, that is... Literally, I've never seen that before, and now I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> and that's... And the the... The thing to especially watch out for is if your opponent's discard pile has double moderate on top of it, like two sixes, you don't mind putting those into their hand if it's giving you this crazy payoff yeah. of the necrotic machine scooting and doing something wild. Um, the heal's good, the attack's good. Uh, the other interaction is strange behavior with accomplice. You can use strange behavior to put 
up your opponent's hand, you're cheating the TNs for your bonus action and for your strange behavior to empty your hand, you discard a card for accomplice, you go down to zero cards, you accomplice into Molly, and you reload your hand. So even if your opponent's been like, I'm staying on three and you're on three, and your hand absolutely sucks, you can just be like, oh, sorry, you're actually on five cards, and I'm on zero cards, and I'm now drawing five cards. Uh, which... I just it's not a play that you're using all the time, but when it's relevant, it's good it's when it's there. relevant. And ceaseless advance again. Opponents will learn to keep one card in their hand at the end of the turn, but if they don't, during the end phase, you get a free push and an action, which can be like it can be an interact, but often you're not trying to do an inter relevant interact. But this happens after poison has ticked, I believe, is how I've seen this ruled. So you can put poison on them so that neurotoxins is up at the start of next turn, for instance. Uh, can be a really good one. Uh, mm. Or, you know, just walk further into a better position, walk to a safer position. Well, so that you can also can do it right where you, with strange behavior, you just do that twice, walk, and then walk again. And then, what, you're just casually 16 inches up the board for Kruligan to teleport to? Yeah, yeah. So it's just all this interacts in those really interesting, creative ways and get used to using all of those bits and you can learn to uh, problem solve whatever you need yep. to do, Molly can do. And then, by the way, he also can be a healer for your crew. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really solid heal. It's only the TN5, heals 1, 2, 3, and ends the poison condition. Uh, it's actually a little bit annoying on the Rogue Necromancer. Just yeah. shout out for that uh, interaction, but because that's not optional. But Target Hills One Two Three is just solid on a totem. Definitely. Um, and I think that's kind of the main thing, right? I mean, I don't think I've ever remembered its fading ability, so I've never done that to heal Molly. So. Yeah, and is usually if you're accomplishing your like. If you're accomplishing into Molly, for instance, if something's within eight inches, you want the distracted. But otherwise, yeah, that you can make the. Um, oh no, it's not. It's always Molly that discards the card. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, he doesn't actually discard his cards very much. But with Molly too, it's uh, important to remember that if she's discarding cards, she can use those to heal herself off of the necrotic machine. Holy crap! No, it's just like the. Why is this totem so good? <laughs> and there's so much depth to all of these interactions, which is really, really good. Yeah, I never seen strange behavior used. As I didn't use it for like my first fifty games, and then I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it just clicked. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, that's the I've, I've used it's, it. It's it's definitely good just to get the extra move and scoot or move and uh, interact. But I think the. Uh, I don't think we have to spend as much time on it because we've actually spent a decent amount of time on the other episode talking about Archie. But I am interested to see like what you think about Archie in keyword with Molly. Like where you, what are some of the cool lines of plays that you like playing with Archie? Yeah. Uh, so people who know me in the Malifaux World Series uh, joke that I bring Archie into every single list single master and while it's not true i do bring him to almost all my lists with mcmorning uh yanlo too and with molly oh, yeah. anyone who can draw cards because archie has uh uh two weaknesses uh they're both uh one is that he needs a mask for his leap so you put him into crews that draw cards and oh guess what molly draws a fuck ton of cards and the second <laughs> weakness is if people can attack him and hit him a bunch, which is hard because of positioning and terrifying 12 and leap, um, but if they can hit him a bunch, he dies pretty quickly because he's got defense 4. Um, 
Molly One's activation control means that they are never catching this bastard. He's just going to live forever. Um, and so that really is to sum up the, the keyword synergy for him there is that she's got what he needs. She can provide some card discard for extra healing. She provides the card draw for that leap uh, and to f fuel the flurry. Um, and she can give him that activation control or positioning control to ensure that he's never dying. Uh, and then he gets to do what he does, which is just punch things three times, or he can interact, leap, interact. And in Molly, uh, oh, sorry, the other thing is sweeping strike. Uh, it's really important to note this trigger. Um, he has lots of good triggers on his thing. I've used bold over on friendlies. Keep an eye out for opportunities to do that. Um, you can charge bold over on a necrotic machine, for instance, to gain 10 inches of movement on your Archie. Um, sweeping strike, though. I will. S I've seen people just absolutely melt because they. I get a tome and then I flip the lucky mod on eggs, or they didn't cheat high enough and I cheat a 13 of tomes and get the straight flip, and you just obliterate if you get a uh, uh, moderate uh, damage with that sweeping strike. But the absolute yeah. ridiculous synergy is that you can hire the Kruligans. Might be what's <laughs> worth uh, talking about next. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say before we get into the Kruligan talk is that. I will say Archie is just feels good with Molly specifically because there are those times where it's like, I'm going to activate first turn three. I'm going to, I have this like stacked hand and I need to just obliterate something with Archie. So you do that. Your resources are spent, but since you're playing in Molly one, probably even in Molly two, you then just regather resources by just activating Molly and getting those back to then, you know, finish out the rest of your turn. Yeah, and that's the huge thing about Molly, is she just enables you to really go hard with dumping resources into models. Hard in the pain. And Archie's, and Archie's <laughs> one of the best converters of cards into pain, yeah. We've been talking about it, we've been insinuating it. Why are Kruligans the best four stone minions? I'll dare say minions in the game. Absolutely absurd. And so, Monsters. basically what, uh, by your side is... Uh, Again, if this was the only text on the card, they would be ridiculous. Because what By Your Side does, uh, if you've got your positioning with your... So your core of your crew is your Molly, your Necrotic Machine, and your Archie. That's three different points on the board that the Kruligans are threatening. And that coverage of their, say, Teleport, Walk, Interact is about a 7-inch range because of their base size. Um, so that's... If you just picture a Molly, an Archie, and a Necrotic Machine, and picture a 7-inch bubble around each of them <laughs> in every direction, so that's 15 inches wide on each of them, suddenly, basically the entire board is somewhere yeah. your Kruligan can be and do stuff. And yeah, so I have found no that's <laughs> the way I like to run it. I like to send one one forgotten model one to one flank of the board, the other one to the other flank, and Molly kind of central. That way you just have good positioning all the way around the board. Yeah, and so you've just got this insane board coverage. And what can you do with it? Well, you can teleport and interact, and that already is game-winning, right? So already, this model is like just A tier with any other consideration. But what else have we got? We've got the discard and fading, which happens after the teleport. Uh, and the, the forge, remove target enemy scheme marker and draw the top card of this model's discard pile, which is usually going to be your by your side card, but sometimes it's the card you attacked with, which can be really strong. Um, yep. So this, you don't get to have scheme markers where a Kruligan can go. And where can a Kruligan go? Oh, that's right, the entire fucking board. <laughs> so it's just, just so ridiculous the amount of pressure that puts on people. 
I've had Ensnare denied for three turns in a row because <laughs> of these little fuckers. Yeah, these little fucks. Uh, in previous gaining ground... Uh, in previous gaining grounds, I would often hire one, but this gaining grounds has so many scheme markers, I think I'm going to be hiring two, because, yeah, the pressure it puts on scoring is insane. So they just, like, come in, deny something, <laughs> and if they die, they're four points. And if they don't, they steal my soul stones. I hate Well, I was so just going to say, Dixon, at least the good news about Kruligans is that they're just scheme runners, so you don't really have to be scared of them as far as, like, killing models. Yeah, because as scheme runners, they can get in there and score catch and release back when that was a thing, and it was nothing you could do because activation control and teleport from anywhere on the board. But, but they then did it's <laughs> now let's talk about the other things. Because remember, I said with Molly, what I'm doing on the turn one is I'm doing that constructive criticism on a Kruligan, and that first activation, the Kruligan focuses and interacts. Uh, then Molly eats the ski marker, and then it focuses and interacts again to feed her for the next turn. Yep. Now what have we got? We have a double-focus Kruligan. And what can you do with a double-focus Kruligan? It's it can question. teleport, and target suffers 1-3-4 damage. If you're using focus, that's going to be a really consistent 3 damage. That, oh, but that <laughs> stat, <one>. five can, <laughs> stat 5 can stop you from landing your hits, except if this model's controller has fewer cards in its control hand than the opposing player, the target cannot cheat fate during this duel. What the fuck? What the fuck? So it's just, and again, Molly's insane with size control, and you'll be like, um, one of the tricks you can do here as well is if, say, I have five cards and my opponent has four cards. I will t discard a card for by your side. We're both on four cards. I will charge them and use focus. I flip like say a thir like a twelve and th well no like say a five and a three and they flip a four. I can actually pick the lower card because focus allows you to pick which card you want. I'll pick the lower card and say, oh sorry, I'm gonna cheat first. I cheat a card like a six and then say, well my hand size is lower than yours. You cannot cheat. And it's just like yeah. So there's just insane flexibility. This is some this is some Magic the Gathering bullshit right here. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever played the game of Magic the Gathering in any capacity, or if you have a commander team or a group or whatever, this is some Magic the Gathering bullshit is what I'm saying. Yeah, and so what this does <laughs> is it's saying to the opponent, like, no matter where you are on the board, you got to respect my ability to suddenly dish out six damage to you. And that's You're the Eric Cartman of uh, wrestler players, I see. Yeah. Respect yeah. my authority. And then the other thing, expert thief, target a model that can use soul stones. Target must discard a soul stone. If it does so, add one soul stone to this crew soul stone pool. <laughs> I think one of the first ever games I played against Dixon, he was Titania yes. and I was Molly. And he yes. did his usual yeet his master at me. And I did my double activation control Kruligans turn one. Did you, did you steal all his soul stones? I yes, did. did. So Archie <laughs> went in, punched the fuck out of her. She used some stones. He started yep. with nine. Then the Kruligans both teleported in and spammed Expert Thief. And at yep. that point, I didn't have the cards to force them all through, but I, I took like three of his stones or something. Yes. And so then, I started with seven. I still remember this uh, because it hurts so bad. <laughs> I had never seen the Kruligans double activation before, and I forgot that my, model, my master is squishy unless I have some kind of activation control. So he just jumped in, stole three of my soul stones, and I died eventually. Hey, listen, I played against your Titania. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> Both of you suck. <laughs> and then, yeah, so it's got that Fading Footprints Forge. Um, 
Let's go to the Hard to Wound, which Hard to Wound is not usually a great defensive tech, but on this model it means that your opponent's at least spending two hits to kill it. And because of its positioning control with By Your Side, yeah. they're not getting the opportunity to get those two hits most of the time. I, it's I will say that I am surprised at how survivable these models are. Um, they're defense five. I feel like they should be defense four uh, if we're going to be honest about it. But I'm not going to oh, yeah. complain because I'm playing them now. Dude, and <laughs> all their stats should be four. All their stats should be four. I don't understand why they have the uh, five on just any of their creepy stats. little children just scheming, anti-scheming, and shanking yeah. the crap out of models and stealing your lunch money. But weird, please don't nerf these models because no, they're no, all... They're the only reason Molly is playable. This this model right here so is why that Molly is a liar. You'll never see these. At, well, at least us, I shouldn't say never, but you'll usually will never see these out of keyword. They're specifically for Molly. Yeah, and it's because you need that, that triple like, teleport point of Molly, Necrotic Machine, and Archie. Then you have dude. You're saying that as if Archie and the Necrotic Machine didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like they're they're really really good, but you can hire Archie out of keyword. Uh, Anyway, oh is there so. a uh, is there a game maniacal where you ever bring three Kruligans? Um, possible. But here's the thing: uh, this this is how I've ended up phrasing it about Kruligans because it's never ended up happening. Definitely games where I take two, but the thing with Kruligans is they're so good, they're so amazingly powerful. You don't need that many of them because like <laughs> one will or two will do the job. Like one or two will already win you the game. I like two. Uh, two's I think two's the sweet spot for a lot of uh, a lot of pools. Yeah, gaining guidance for I'm expecting a lot of double Kruligan, uh double Insight Spirit is uh, a pretty good build. Um, the downside of that build is it uh, sucks at the initiative control because of those pass tokens. Uh, I often play your elite at seven models so you can fight for initiative, but this season I think it will be worth it and you'll sometimes not have the initiative control. Um, but yeah, that's the, the biggest downside of bringing three Kruligans is they generate pass tokens. Your opponent will realize that you're going to have last activation anyway, so they will, do, they will save their pass tokens for initiative and then you won't be able to fight for initiative. So and that actually is a bit painful. Here's me. a list I think you'll you'll appreciate, Maniacal. And also, Kruligans are the reason why I found it's okay to go down to like two soul stones when you make your molly lists. So don't be scared to go low because the Kruligans always, you know, net you a couple. But I, so this list is molly with whisper because that's what you do with the machine. Two Kruligans because I love two Kruligans in GG4. Archie, Two Gwissin, a Dead Rider, and two Enslaved Spirit. That has all the AP, man. That's where oh, all that's, the AP went. Those kinds of lists are absolutely worth exploring in uh, uh, GG4. You've still got your Rider and your Archie and like Kruligan damage potential. And Gwissin are surprisingly like hit hard as well. Oh, yeah, they split. Um, why? So. Why are they so freaking... Like, why are they six points? Yeah. They should but, be seven points. Uh, yeah, they're... They're not. They're, they're, they're not. Just deal with it. pretty wild. Um, yeah, I, I so, am a little I, salty though because I had to buy the other side starter just for two Gwissin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it's real annoying. Um, I luckily knew a guild player that had some extra boxes lying around, so I think yeah. I got two Gwissin. So I never run the triple any other uh, Kruligan uh, things you want to preach? Because you did, you do have like a, I know a ton to say about them, and they are fantastic. That covers the basics. Um, their their primary role is the scheme runner, but again, they actually do everything, and it's ridiculous for four stones. Uh, and there's a guide on the forum to look up like some 
some other plays. But I think we actually condensed all of that, and we covered yeah. pretty much all of the relevant plays. Uh, so what about, about the other minions that you can bring with Molly? So you can bring the bats, and then you can bring... I haven't tried these yet, but the rabble rousers seem pretty decent. Like, they hit pretty hard. Yeah, so... Um, uh, and here's and the funny thing here. All the minions have defense 5, and all the enforcers have defense 4. When it feels <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of I got that a bit backwards. Um, but, so all these minions are... I. And the keyword in general I, I want to emphasize is is solid. You'll be happy playing yeah. it at your club. Um, if you're at the, the finals of the World Series, maybe don't bring them. But they're all solid. And so the Night Terrors, like that Negation Aura is, is great, although they'll tend to die if they use it. Uh, the Concealment Aura is annoying because it punishes your own attacks. Um, yeah. But that ability to just scoot around the table. Play Crackbats if you want to play Night Terrors. It's the most fun build you can do with them. I'll have to try it once, um, see how I feel about it. Yeah, They're super and, and fast. Even if nothing else, yeah, the, I've moved a night terror like twenty inches and made it interact with Molly too. Like, yeah, it's just it's dumb. It's 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 some pretty uh, incredible ranges. Uh, the reason I don't play it competitively is I'm like, oh, do I want to move my night terror thirty inches or do I want to move my hanged twenty inches? And it turns <laughs> out to that question is I want to move my hanged twenty inches. Uh, but it's 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 a solid model. Uh, it's got a you're coming with me trigger. I want to give a shout out to as well. Um, uh, because it's just a good trigger, and you can uh, yeah. potentially use it on your own models as well. is is really worth noting. Um, Rabble risers, uh, these little fuckers. Okay, shout out to Weird. If you folks are considering reworking this keyword, please make Rabble risers have the same attack as Ronin, uh, and just rework yeah, that would them be cool. Similar to Ronin. Uh, please don't. What, Built in ignore what? armor. I'll take that. Please what don't. the design of Molly should be is she should be like second and third best at everything. She shouldn't have the best option for uh, for for anything in particular, but it's really cool when she can toolbox and be like, oh, I'll hire the right model for the right job. Um, and these, but these models as a ge generic model are 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 fine. Like the problem with Malifaux at the moment is six cost combat minions often aren't worth hiring. But other than that, these are great as a six cost combat minion. Uh, Flurry. It's a bit demanding on your hand if your entire crew is discarding cards. Yeah. But Flurry is a really good ability. Uh, when it flurries, it gains focus. That's awesome. Blade <laughs> Rush. It does damage. That's fucking great. Critical Strike on its 2-3-4 attack. It might be min-3 sometimes. It has a daze trigger on its challenge. A fucking daze trigger on its challenge. Competitively, if you want a stun, you hire Valedictorian for a stat 7 stun. Yeah. But this is awesome. It's still really, really cool. Yeah, you can get um, work out of it. You can potentially use it on Archie if you really wanted to do a uh, cheat at fucking 8. It needs an 8 to go off. But if you wanted to cheat at 8 of crows on Archie, he can get pushed without the stun, either, which is funny. But um, And challenge itself is another tax. And again, this crew does so much taxing. This model is solid. I've had it on a flank, and it soloed an Iron Skeeter. And they sent a Skeeter, I sent a Rabble Riser, and I won the fight despite my <laughs> model costing less. Uh, so it's just it's just a f absolutely uh, decent model, uh, and if I'm hiring it, I'm doing something like throwing it on a flank for outflank. If they kill it, well then Papa Archie is coming to to <laughs> to claim the flank, and if they don't, I have a cheap model claiming the flank. But why would you hire a Rabble Riser at six stones or a Night Terror at five stones when you've got a Kruligan at four stones? I know. Well, <laughs> and here's the thing I found is that when I want to play. A game and I want to try and get those models on the table like the the rabble and then the uh, the bat 
I've actually found, and like I said, it's probably not the most competitive thing, but it's still decent. I actually like bringing the Forgotten Marshal when I want to just summon those models and not hire them because I do like hiring the Kruligans better. So I've, I've actually done that and I'll usually put Whisper on the Forgotten Marshal. That way you can try to find another crow that way. So like I said, it's not yeah, the most yeah. competitive thing, but as far as just get, because those are really good minions. And if you just want your forgot, Forgotten Marshal just to hire one a turn, I found that it's just, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, and that's again. I want to emphasize because so at one point I tricked myself into believing the keyword was actually bad, right? And I thought, <laughs> oh, I will play this against new players to uh, show them, like, uh, to give them a fighting chance, and so I'll hire the keyword. So I had my three rabble risers, my Philip and the nanny, you know, that sort of stuff. And you just beat the bejesus and out of them. <laughs> I beat the crap out of them. It was like I forgot that. Oh, oh no, these these models are solid. They're not. They're not, they're not trashed here. They just need, like, a little bit of a tweak if you wanted them to, to see play. And they're they're mostly fine uh, casually. Um, yeah, so they're all... they're all And Forgotten Marshall, again, like... And he has that, if we're briefly mentioning him, his gun, one of the best guns in Rezzers, so... Yeah, shockingly. Stat 6, critical strike 235. Like, this is... Yeah, it's something solid. that you don't normally see, yeah. And don't forget, Molly is one of the best masters in the faction for handing out focus, so... I, I also find myself liking models in Rezzers that kind of mock the uh, the guild faction. So I, I like the Forgotten Marshal, I like the guild autopsies, those yeah. are some of my favorite <laughs> models. Yeah, and it's worth noting the Forgotten Marshal with Molly too. Uh, plays so so well with her bonus action to draw cards because you're summoning more models that are then trying to draw cards. Plays really really well with it. If you're wanting to do a keyword Molly two build, you can be pretty happy with Forgotten yeah. Marshall. I and think. Or- Oracle also mentioned that's another teleport point you could bring. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. And if we get new enforcers in the new book, that will yeah. that'll be a big deal. If as well. I remember correctly, that was the 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 rumor was every single faction is gonna get double keywords for every keyword in the faction so like you'll have yeah, a possible. forgotten with another keyword in it yeah like a model if, that it's both forgotten and something else yeah and if so we'll hopefully get something at the moment philip and the nanny when i hire philip and the nanny it's this model's ridiculously mobile move five deadly pursuit so 14 inches Dick, a turn dixon already. thinks it's trash uh, it mostly is. Uh, yeah, Philip and Nanny, absolutely. It's, it's mostly he said it just mostly decent. is. <laughs> uh, it mostly is trash. The only uh, thing that this thing is good for is to make other models better, but only marginally better. Well, what the thing is, is there's, especially, you know, a few uh, books ago, I would hire Philip and the Nanny when I, I need another point. Uh, like, I'll do Hidden Martyrs on Archie and Kruligan, and the plan is for Archie to die. I'm like, late game, who's going to get my Kruligans teleporting to them? I'll hire Philip and the Nanny, because that model, move 5, Deadly Pursuit, uh, 4 inches. This model's moving 14 inches by itself. You can charge a friend and use Accidental Rollover for another 5 inches, so that's 19 inches of movement in one turn. Yeah. Uh, one, yeah, and so that... That's just, oh, Archie's going to... My plan is for Archie to die this game because he needs to be doing something so important that he'll eventually die doing it. Uh, mm. Philip and the Nanny is then my backup really mobile model so, for Kruligans. Oracle Mint says that he's a second source of depth of gratitude. 
Yeah, that's also a really big deal. And the the one I have played this model as a control model with one more question. And again, in my casual games, I have just locked down enemy crews. Do the Philip and the Nanny, Rogue Necromancy, Projectile Vomit, one more question combo, and then you've got Molly as well throwing in control. And your opponents will start weeping at how little their models are able to do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun build. It can be very decent, I think. Um, I mean, projectile vomit really does make people sad pandas. So I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, and those things add up, and that's what Molly's crew was trying to do: is be uh, 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 a control crew. And so I want to emphasize: if Molly's crew ever does get buffed, it really just needs to be gentle buffs and more of fixing the clunk and the fact that everything is defense for. It yeah. does not <laughs> need a very big buff. This crew would be so broken if it, you added too much to it. Uh. I did want to point out, you did not mention the Rogue Necromancy in any of your recommendations, but myself, and I think Pete as well, has seen that this is a good model, so are we just, like, not seeing the I, bad thing, or...? So, what What I've talked with Maniacal about, and I think I see it a little bit, because it just, it seems less survivable in Molly, because it's harder to stack the poison, right? So mm. I, I think that's a big, like, you can play it in Molly. And I, I mean, I think you've seen Dixon. I've done some things with it. Yeah. But yeah. No, not only you, many people. Yeah. Yeah. It, but in McMorning, I think it's insane. Like, you start putting upgrades oh, yeah. on this thing, and then you're healing after, you know, the end of the turn. Like, it's pretty yeah. nutty. But in Molly, like, there's less support for that poison kind of machine you want to get going with it. I don't know if you agree with that, Maniacal, but I think that's the gist of what you and I have talked um, about. Before, yeah, that, before his answer, Oracle says that Molly 2 can stack it easier, but it's still not great. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's still doing its ambush every turn, and Molly 2's bonus can make it discard, so it's it's got a, a bit of poison. Um, and one thing to be aware of, um, you want to avoid standing in concealing terrain because you want to discard that card turn one. Just yeah. be conscious. <laughs> um, and another thing to note about it is you can use that ambush even if you're engaged, because it's, if it's not engaged, it may move up to three inches. But you're allowed to do the italics of the tag, of the, of, so uh, you can still use it. Um, yeah, so Rogue Necromancy, it is a powerhouse with that scrap upgrade, because it's defense five flurry yeah. with savage bite, which is stat six plus pouncing strike. That's absolutely insane in McMorning. Projectile vomit stat five really is holding it back. If it was stat six, I would be hold it, using it as a control piece more often, especially because mm. it has that built-in slow. Like that's really really good. Because he can concentrate and shoot and be one above your opponent. Is that the logic? Because that's what I, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal, and also just in general makes it a bit easier to land those attacks. And yeah, the concentrate on Molly handing it focus and then it doing those blasts. Uh, would mm. be a really big deal. But again, stat 5 is not great at straight flips. Yeah, and most um, stuff's move but, 5. <laughs> but it's attack. Stat 6 plus uh, 3, 4, 5 with puncture. Nice. Pouncing strike. Pouncing strike. Stupidly broken. Uh, and so this model is solid, but the answer of why I'm not hiring it is uh, why would I hire this over Valedictorian or Anna Loveless, who are similar levels of mobility. Uh, mm. Much much tankier models uh, and Anna Lovelace has much worse attacks but Valedictorian attacks are pretty close uh, to on par hmm. the Valedictorian so makes three of them harder wound and hard to kill and being able to heal from poison still don't make this model that defense 4 is rough man 
Is that why? Uh, Yeah. I I found it get just, dude, when you get the opponent's beater, just go into this thing. You're like, this is just dead. It's just dying right now. (laughs) Yeah. And and essentially, yeah. Because like, so this thing, it can survive. It can play the Molly play style where it avoids the fight. Yeah. But this thing isn't that good when it's avoiding the fight. Like, it's just projectile vomiting from a distance. And that's fine. But it's not... 10 stones worth if that's all you're doing with it. Although, again, then you're, you'll projectile vomit to soften them up, and then you'll charge in. And you'll have a great game. But if I hire a Valedictorian, that's something I can actually just chuck into the enemy. Or better yet, hanged with GST in the right matchup. Uh, and so there, again, like that's the th- it's that classic case of, um, this model is really solid, but for optimizing the crew for the role that I usually want for it, which is a middle-of-the-field brawler, there's a better models in faction for that. Okay. Okay. So you now have me buying the title box for Molly. Thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, the with sculpt that, is gorgeous, at least. I was going to say, and then what you get with that though is the noxious Nephilim. So have you played this much? And I mean, do you see any spots for the noxious Nephilim? Um, Another yes, defense for so. uh, enforcer. Yeah, and this one doesn't even have terrifying to protect it, so it's really just taking those wounds. Like, this model is the same as Archie, same cost, but they just dropped the terrifying 12 in the leap. And this, like, <laughs> so you can see the vast gulf between those models. One thing I do want to highlight, 3, 4, 6, Resus really don't have that many models with severe 6 that are good at getting focus and yeah. card draw. Uh, so that's... Molly is super good at fu- fueling this model to do two severe six attacks in the round, which is great. Um, uh, regurgitate, drop a corpse marker. It suffers two damage, so then it's essentially a nine health model until its next turn when it regens it back. And a nine health defense four model <laughs> is not going to survive. Um, but it's one of the most interesting ways to generate a corpse in the uh, crew. So would I try a Noxious Nephilim Bet Noir build if for whatever reason I decide Bet Noir is what I needed for the matchup? Absolutely. Um, if I was desperate for Grave Spirit's Touch Pulse, would I use this as a way to get a corpse? Yeah, sure. I've done that. Um, again, that's never been quite top tier competitive play, but uh, I'll use it. Uh, the Memories of Blood, you got a shout out again. That's some card filtering, which is, is great. Um, and it triggers the discard mechanics of, like, Archie. That's extra heals. Uh, it's extra poison for the rogue necromancy, I think one of our viewers just mentioned. Brigitte is an awesome ability. And to some degree, this model could fill the same role as a dead rider, which I haven't experimented with enough, and it deserves a little bit of one, is that kidnapping enemy models is the bread and butter of Molly. She usually uses Dead Rider Reap to do it. But if you use Bring It to kidnap a model after their entire team is activated and then beat it to death with Archie, they're kind of fucked. Um, <laughs> so, like, I haven't given this model an honest go, and part of that is because I haven't assembled it yet. Uh, and build I your, tend to build play your models. Come on, let's go. Uh, I've played it on Vassal <laughs> a little bit, but, you know, when I'm playing Vassal, I'm playing against, like, some of the top uh, players in the yeah. world, so they'll, t- they'll crush me without mercy. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I, when, if I build this model, I'm going to paint it up and I'll play it at the club, I think, for sure. Nice. Okay. So I think that covers all the models in keyword. Uh, for the sake of this episode running long, if you want out-of-keyword tech, 
we've we've talked a lot about how Molly just is good at teching in out of keyword and verse styles, and that's why we did the out of keyword and verse style episode before. So in this episode, and then the next episode will be McMorning. You can go back and refer to those tech picks to be looking at where those would be good to bring. So we don't need necessarily need to talk about that. I think what will be more interesting is to talk about like all this cool stuff with Molly that we've been discussing. What are some of the strategies that she is really good into specifically for GG4? And then we'll go into the weaknesses after that. So where do you like, I know you said you could probably put her in a lot of spots, but where does she really shine cackle? Well, one I briefly wanted to mention about the Ooks and Versatiles is what she's really good at is Monos, Dead Rider, Archie is a good default build for her. She does that a bit better than McMorning does, uh, but she's not as good with corpse-based models. So you yeah. know your your Benoir, Grave Golem, those types of models. You don't. She's not as good with those. Um, right. So for where I she's best in GG4, I'm still experimenting with it. Uh, but Plant Explosives was in GG0, and it's, it's probably <laughs> as the best uh, scheme strategy in the game for her potentially. Uh, uh, also, those pools where you think you can do a lot with um, scheme denial and with placing schemes early game, because she's really good at high-tempo scheme games. Uh, and so, like, information overload is probably somewhere that I'm looking uh, at her for. Um, and, yeah, so that's, that's... I think also she can be super dirty into Cloak and Dagger because you have oh, the activation yeah. control. You wait for your opponent to get their intel markers or tokens and then you kind of go cool now i'm going to teleport a cruelgan in and take that away from you <laughs> yeah i'm sorry yeah i was thinking after i played my last game of cloak and dagger i was like why didn't i just play molly and like yeah the the cruelgan is taking the markers is gonna just uh it's infuriate people, people make the them want to it's, kill you it, it, uh, this season might be what finally justifies a Kruligan nerf. Although, again, please don't nerf. Please don't. Murder, please don't I touch our Kruligans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ideally, buff some of the other stuff in the keyword to compensate um, and change Kruligans to sidekick potentially could make sense. But uh, yeah, so that cloak and dagger, the ability to activation control, last activation, I teleport over and I steal two fucking tokens. Yeah, that's just. <laughs> and. Note that even summoned ones can do it. So you people have yeah. got to ex do some experimenting with Forgotten Marshal here, because oh, even yeah. summons, they can't interact the turn they're summoned, but after that, they are allowed to steal intel tokens. They can't interact with the markers. But uh, then also, I was initially thinking she wouldn't be good at Stuff the Ballots, because that would involve a bit too much fighting. But after I played my first game of Stuff the Ballots recently, I was again thinking, why don't I just play Molly? Because if you again, play yeah, if you play flank or corner specifically, you really got some wide out pieces. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing to note with Molly is the deployment zone makes a bigger difference. You can play her on wedge, and she's really solid on it. But when she gets quite insane, it's on corner. I think um, is just is really really solid. It's a bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I, I would definitely say try her out and stuff the ballots. Uh, the, her really big weakness is the stuff where she has to stand and fight because yeah. that's that's not her specialty. Uh, and so Raid the Vaults. Uh, she was not good on Guard the Stash. Raid the Vaults because those back markers are worth two points, potentially. It's doable. Probably doable, especially because she can use that activation control to be like, well, last activation, I knock you off the marker and I claim it. Yeah, and uh, people will note, though, I think people are going to start doing what Dixon and I kind of, well, Dixon's been doing it a bit more than me, 
But Dixon, you've been leaving some like a model to guard that back marker, so your opponent yes. has to bring at least two to get that point, or a beater that can take him out. Yeah, like you put yeah, Watson just on that back corner and be like, "All right, well, you got to deal with Watson. Have fun." Yes, yeah, and with a code. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been finding out that that's actually the most efficient way is just leaving a tanky model in the back or a support model in the back. It doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be yeah. long enough. He has Something to that can delay it for a bit. Yeah, for one turn. That's literally all I asked for. The great thing about Archie, though, is that uh, most models in the game you use for roles like that, he just goes and deletes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't disagree. I actually have that in mind when I'm making these uh, the, the strategies. Uh, I have lawyers. Because lawyers can discard a card and put uh, yeah. negatives. Yeah, yeah. That's, the so big, that's a big weakness of Archie is armor two and yeah. negative flips really fuck with him. Correct. Because he can't do focus. Yeah, last time I played Dixon when he had lawyers and I brought Archie, I literally sat there and I'm waiting for Dixon to have no cards in his hand. And I'm just like, come yeah. on, use your cards. Come on. <laughs> and no, no. All I'm going to be doing with them is draw cards and give us shielded. And try to uh, you know obey Archie once. Why not? And there there are so many scheme marker schemes in Gaining Grounds Four that I think that that's what makes Molly really powerful because you can take your models. Cruelligans can go drop scheme markers to score, but then when you see your opponent starting to try and score their schemes, you just go by your side back to Molly, remove those, and then just deny whatever they're trying to get or. I, I think that's why plant explosives is so dirty because you see your opponent drop their explosive marker and then you're like, cool, I'm going to teleport and I'm going to interact, pick that up. And now I'm going to go somewhere else and drop it. <laughs> Dude, that is like the dirtiest freaking thing. It is. She's really good into plant. It's super yeah. good. Yeah. I, I call it drop shipping because it's it's so freaking dumb that like, oh, cruel again, within two inches of some random enforcer. Oh, look at that. I'm just going to interact and be away. Yeah, and savvy players will be guarding stuff from interacts with uh, engagement ranges. Yeah. But again, you can do Archie bold over trigger or Archie just comes and kills the thing yeah. and then the Kruligan's like oh you don't have spare AP on your 9 stone model why doesn't the 4 stone model come in yeah. and do the and also action? one of the games I played there was a test subject that was kind of hanging out with a, with an explosive marker token whatever they call it and I basically used the rider to push my necrotic machine 10, 10 inches up by the test subject and then activated the Kruligan shanked the last point of damage to kill the test subject, got the marker, and then interacted to drop it to score my next VP for uh, for plant. Oh, so wild. I was like, oh, this is. is amazing! <laughs> yeah. This is the worst. It's the worst feat because this is the thing. We, I've talked about this way. That was the best feeling. No, no. Okay, so it is for you. Not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, like, I've talked to th about this with Art Harley. I'm not going to go too much into this, but it's like playing against wrestlers... It's kind of like a like a feel good situation sometimes and a bad situation all the time, because you hit them with everything, but they also hit you with everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I, just, oh, in terms I feel like of, the models are just good. What was that, Cackle? I was just gonna mention in terms of uh, schemes to avoid, like deathbeds. I don't think she's as good yeah. at like McMorning's gonna be better at that. Okay. Um, uh, and snare the types of scheme marker schemes that require being near enemies she can do but again if your models are near enemies the way her model survives is by not being near enemies and by yeah. dancing around the board so you want the stuff that involves like being really spread out like information overload your um i 
I think it's espionage is the one where it's all over the board. Power Ritual is Power Ritual, Power Ritual yeah. is ridiculous with her because with most yeah. crews there's a tax to placing the scheme marker. With Kruligans there is no tax because they exist everywhere. Um, yep, and it's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So what we so we're talking about all these strengths, what they're good at. What are some weaknesses of the crew? So give some hope to like my buddy Trevor, who plays Molly now quite frequently because I play her. What <laughs> What is some hope where it's like, okay, here's what you need to do that Molly kind of struggles a bit that you need to kind of focus on when it presents itself? Yeah, so the times I have the most uh, trouble uh, winning are, again, we mentioned the activation control on other crews really messes with Molly 1. Um, Equally mobile crews can be quite scary, and I feel like Lucius is a really good example of that. Of Lucius yep. will find Archie and hunt him down and yeah. kill him, and it sucks. That's literally um, yeah, that's been my game plan so far, and it's sad. been good. <laughs> yeah, Seamus Seamus will hunt down Archie and kill him, and it sucks. Um, if you can, if you're in a pool that can force a fight, uh, do that, and then like take armor reduction or, or damage reduction because everything I mentioned about the damage burst, it's Archie hits you with min 3 three times, Dead Rider hits yep. you min 3 three times, Monos hits you min 3 twice and then min 2 once and Kruligan, it hits you for moderate three. Everything their crew is doing is spamming yeah, armor three damage good. attacks and the crew really sucks at dealing with armor 2 because the only answer is uh, uh, either big focus hits <laughs> which uh, feel... like Noxious Neff isn't great again because it dies uh, I and, feel uh, you're underselling story. the beat sticks because most of your crew is going to have focus except for Archie. Yeah, but say like a focus dead rider into this. Well, I'm off to Peacekeeper as well, but like, yeah. Um, as long as you can get... But even say like Izamo, a big focused hit for Severe 5 twice, you need to do that three times, which means you're probably yeah, spending... Against like, Armor 2, you're still plus. doing three damage, and that's not counting, like, yeah. Soul Stone or Shield, like, mitigation as well. Yeah, like, so I that like... that guy, you're not doing irreducible damage to a model like Izamu? Uh, no, well, but, like, like if you can do Severe 6 against Armor 2, I think that's much, much better. Um, okay. But, again... Yeah, and most of them do cap out at, like, 5. Six. Yeah. Whereas, like, say... Um, uh, Reva, like Grave Golem is not a model that uh, Molly's great at hiring, but Grave Golem's a great source of Severe 6. I would experiment with a Grave Golem Noxious Nephilim build. Could be cool. Mm. Um, and then yeah. you've got two access, two sources of Severe 6. Um, definitely worth exploring. Um, and and I, know this isn't, I know this isn't a weakness necessarily of the keyword maniacal, but I feel like when Molly, the Molly player specifically mispositions you need to punish the molly player so for example if i put my cruligan in a in an awkward spot or a spot where you can charge and start to you know kill it i think you definitely need to punish the molly player for that because you're, you may not see that cruligan the rest of the game yeah yeah exactly that's the uh molly is super unforgiving and if they misposition a model like i've I'll, also if they misposition archie like he can yeah. get bursted pretty quick as so well. i um, will say you do have to be careful because like just to say what you did uh just there i didn't misposition archie technically i was playing against maul one who had the ruthless upgrade so i was kind of being like a little standoffish right like with her but I forgot one of Molly's chores that she can do when she cheats the initiative is the mask can move her three inches. So <laughs> that, that put her in range to charge me and get three swings on me. I was like, if he goes, 
Archie's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah, and like the the ruthless models on Archie that can catch him are annoying. Uh, also, uh, anything that stops Mealy is real fucking annoying. Uh, disguised is an obstacle, but yeah. again, we've got leaps, so we can deal with it. Um, but combat finesse on those freaking mature Nephilim yep. is so rough. Oh, so butterfly good. jump is a little bit annoying if it's on a butterfly jump and scamper are really annoying if they're on a tanky model like first mate. Yeah. Uh, it's not so good on like say a Silurid because then the Kruligan just teleports and fin finishes them off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those the, any any that stops melee attacks can be really annoying. Although again, remember she does have access to Vincent. She's got access to Anna. She's got access to Forgotten Marshall. She can tech some decent guns, but nothing that's like overwhelmingly good guns. Yeah. Um, so that those those matchups where you're you're worried about you have good defenses against melee really helps. And again, the minus flips against Archie helps because you could be Archie and Kruligan are the only models you're guaranteed to see. I think in any given game. I think I don't. I mean, and off the top of my head, I really can't think of too much more than just normal bad stuff is bad against Molly, like. You know, other traditional things like putting out stunned and, you know, staggered is probably another thing that kind of can stink in a lot of situations. And um, so, but yeah, besides but remember, that, Archie is immune to conditions. Yeah. So her well, best that's the thing, right? <laughs> that's the thing. You got to realize like, oh yeah, Archie doesn't care. Yep. I mean, you can technically say that she doesn't have any good henchmen. That's a thing, I guess. Well, I, th I yeah, also but it's like... kind of upside because you don't need to yeah. save any stones. Well, like I was saying, like you bring two soul stones <laughs> and you don't care because if you really need them, you can just get more with the Kruligans. Mm. Watch them. Watch Weird give you like a badass henchman. Now I can definitely see them being that spiteful. Because even, <laughs> even if you go out of keyword and bring Manos, Manos doesn't really need that many soul stones either because he can ping things to get suits. Yeah, and Manos, like again, Molly's way to keep models alive is to just make it so that you can't hit them. Yep. Uh, yep, definitely. So. I mean, we got a lot out there with this keyword. Just wrapping it up, Maniacal, what are some like last-minute uh, thoughts that you have about the keyword and maybe why you think they should be played more in this gaining ground specifically? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is that um, Molly does a really flexible but and mobile game plan. She's just really good at uh, getting around the board and doing related to scoring points in the interact action and that's what this skating ground is all about um and especially I think there's now space for um where the interact action is limited by engagement again this season and she has a lot of tricks for that molly 2's got her um ignore engagement and push models around molly 1 has uh the activation control and the uh, some triggers to push models around again uh and uh, oh, that's another thing I should mention for weaknesses is laugh-off is annoying for her. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, guilt sucks. Ability. Hashtag guilt <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Yay! Um, but yeah, so is is going to be really, really good at just the denial aspect. And that's a key thing to remember for as a player. is like Molly's good at scoring points, but Rezzers in general are so mobile. They're great at scoring points this, this season. What uh, she's really like ridiculous at is denying points. And you want to play a really, really strong denial game and put... Uh, uh, and again, she's reactive. you got to know how to read your opponent and what they're up to. But if you're able to like look at the game and see, oh, this is how they're scoring this turn, I'm going to say no to that, or make sure there's a model to eat their scheme marker or their plant explosives marker or whatever, um, 
And yes, part of her denial game is that when you have Archie Mono's dead rider, you can reach and kill any ski runner in the game, basically. So, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, if they've got... You can't play Silurids into Molly because she eats them. Uh, so that that's kind of what you're looking to do with uh, Molly, is look at a pool and how do I make scoring really, really fucking annoying for my opponent? I don't want to say. <laughs> don't want to no, say what? She... She actually seems like one of those masters that I should enjoy, but I just, I mean, I can't get into the look. I'm sorry. You, dude, I hear that from a lot of people with Molly. They're just like, I just don't like the look of her keyword, which I, do, I don't get. I, I think the kind of zombie lady who got, you know, tore apart by Seamus is kind of cool. And then the cruel again, these creepy little undead children, they look cool. And then you just have Archie, who's just this big hulking zombie. And with an ice cream cone. Yeah, with an ice I cream cone. I do love Archie. I do love Archie. And, and the new iconic Oracle, model is sick. Oracle did say something that I do love. It's the Nightmare crew, the uh, the the pirate crew. Yeah, undead pirates. That I Yeah, that I do love. But the thing is that, like, I don't know. I guess I need to just play them looking at those pictures, just looking at the alternative art. Because every single time I see her, I'm just like, I know your story. I know exactly where you came from and how you became a master, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I I, fo- I follow her since she was in in MV one. Yeah. In M one E, yeah, in M one E, she was just a henchman. Yeah, so I actually like the aesthetic of her keyword. So I'm not one. I'm not in that camp. Yeah, that I was what you. initially captured me. She's like the Harley Quinn escaped from Joker. Of <laughs> Alpha. Um, but I get what you're saying though, because that's the exact reason why I wasn't planning on playing Von Stuck. But then they mm. came out with the It's Alive box. I'm like, well, now I got to get this. Like, <laughs> That's true. That, that does look great. It does. I'm excited. I got the card right here. So Pachow! Frankenstein. <laughs> right. It's yeah, Igor. But for, for those people who love Molly but are worried that uh, maybe she's not good enough, I would say she absolutely is. And you should put in some oh. games, especially Gaining Grounds 4 is going to be one of friend of the uh, Friend of the show, Brian from Texas, uh, I will I will let you know, he's been eyeballing Molly for this Gaining ground. So Brian is a very top-tier player in Texas. So if he's eyeballing the keyword, you might want to give it a go. Catcall should know. I think his, it's either I am not innocent or personal glitch. One of those two. Oh, that yes! Oh, that's exciting. See? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I know that Cackle has played against them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's definitely, I've learned things. He's about traditionally a von Stuck player. Yeah, I've learned things about von Stuck and Riva from him, and uh, plenty of yep. other crews as well. And he's a really good player. And the reason I am such a good Molly player is because so many people have given me tips along the way, like the Necrotic Machine tips. Like I learned those one yeah. by one. Most of if I didn't figure out myself, other than Molly 2 Hank build, I could take <laughs> well, credit for that one. And that's uh, why <laughs> we're going to actually link that because I think you have a good kind of, you know, just collection of just thoughts on Molly on uh, the on the weird. I think it was the weird form that you posted it. Um, so I'm going to link that in here just so anybody that's interested in Molly can read that and and hopefully listen to this podcast and get some good ideas on how to run her crew effectively. Yeah, and if anyone thinks of new things, please, please do get oh, yes. in touch um, on Discord as Maniacal Cackle, or on the forums as Maniacal Cackle, and I love to hear and discover new uh, play styles with Molly. It's really, really cool. Yeah, Maniacal's in uh, the Rezzer uh, weird, weird uh, Discord, and on the Rage Quit Wire Discord, he always pops in, and 
And it's almost like, uh, I feel like Edic mentions your name and you're just like, oh, hey, here's an idea. Well, hello there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I think we're going to leave it there, but we are going to sometime in the next couple of weeks do a McMorning episode. And I will say I played McMorning yesterday, no, two days ago. And my brain almost exploded. I played the 100 Poison Turn 1 list and I was like, my brain hurts after playing this. So I don't know yeah, if that's, that's the just, direction I'm going to go, but it's playable. Let's, I, let's not do this again. <laughs> I have a fun little preview of um, uh, of McMorning, which is that for so much of this game, I'm like, people are paying too much attention to keyword. With Molly, you're paying too much attention to the keyword synergies. Um, and part of what I'm going to be saying about McMorning is I haven't been paying enough attention to the keyword synergies. There's some really nice. cool shit we should be doing. Yeah, I found a lot of those in-keyword models for McMorning. Like, they seem like cheap kind of crappy models, but when you look at specifically the title, because I think that's a little more interesting, um, just the ability to remove markers to gain profit is insane in those cheap little models. Yeah, gassers are better than people think. That's my going to be my hot take when I play. <laughs> that's, my, that's one of my takes as well. We can't wait to discuss little gassers next time. Yep. So uh, until next time, though, thanks for everybody listening to Molly. Looking forward to the McMorning. Um, until next time, make sure that you guys flip cards, flip tables, and we will talk to you all later. <laughs>